You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What up, 3AMers? My name is Sean. My name is DJ. Welcome back to the 3 a.m. podcast. We're just a couple friends. Sans one friend. We tell scary stories. We tell funny stories. Welcome back. Uh, Charlie's out of town right now, so it's going to be us two holding down the fort. 2 a.m. Slacker. (laughs) Uh, Dude, what is good? It's been a while. We didn't put out last week. If you caught last week's... uh, Live stream, you'll know the, the details, but uh, one of us had uh, some medical issues <laughs> and was in the hospital, so... It was me, guys. Everything is all good now, though, right? <laughs> Everything is all good now. Everything's good now, so thanks for your patience, everyone. Um, we're trying to become Twitch affiliates. If you're not familiar with Twitch or not interested at all but still want to support the least you can do is uh, go to twitch.com slash the 3am pod. Uh, the link is in our bio. Uh, just give us a follow, create an account, give us a follow. And uh, that, that really does go a long way. Um, but for those who are interested in Twitch, uh, that's going to be a channel where I think we're going to start recording, uh, live streaming our episodes more and more. Yeah. It's uh, there, there's some challenges that come with it. We want to be able to provide the same, if not better, experience for people who will still be sticking to the podcast audio only mm-hmm. while really uh, developing the brand from a visual aspect. Uh, so the streaming community is a huge uh, kind of well that we want to want to hit and uh, draw from. So bear with us as we figure out those details uh but we'll be doing not just the regular podcast but a bunch of other content on there as well uh i think we'll eventually stream movies stream playing scary video games all of the above uh any type of content related to the podcast and honestly unrelated the the (laughs) streaming uh platform is free game yeah so for all you content depraved 3AMers, we're coming at you with more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that means more for for everybody and uh hopefully more for for patrons. It's kind of tricky merging like Patreon and and Twitch, but we're trying our best. So yeah. That's uh that's kind of like housekeeping for now. So look out for those kind of updates and like DJ saying, you know, just going, give us a follow. Mm. That doesn't take too much effort. Hmm. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, (laughs) Dude, what is going on right now? 
oh, what, what do you mean? Like in the world or like in the world? It's insane. Yeah, dude. Every uh, everybody's eyes are on Ukraine and Russia right now. Yeah, it's a lot going on. We talked about it last or I talked about it last week on on stream uh, coming from a place where I didn't know really much about the, the conflict. Mm hmm. So I spent some time on the stream uh, reading up on it, <laughs> and I feel a little more educated, still lots more to learn and understand, and obviously the story's still developing. You got what the Kremlin is now, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still don't really understand. Uh, I know the Kremlin are, uh, is Russia, but is it a specific group? Are, are they the political leaders? The Kremlin is the quote-unquote capital building of russia and so they refer to like the head of russia as the kremlin hmm. it would be like if we, we say the white house okay hmm. so like that when russia loses this war and putin has to escape and flee russia argentina where's he going argentina <laughs> join hitler I mean, that seems like a logical place to go if you're a dictator heading Would it? for escape. Where else? Uh, uh, that Antarctica. Antarctica, Agartha. He's already like chill with, you know, chill temperatures. Yeah. I was thinking somewhere in the Midwest, maybe. The Midwest? No like one's of gonna, the U.S.? Yeah. No, <laughs> no one's going to be checking there. Nobody goes there. Well, where in the Midwest? Are we talking like central Nevada or... Midwest, like further east, Midwest. Nevada's Mountain West. Midwest, okay, like okay. Ohio. Oh, uh, you're right. It's cheap to live South in Ohio, Dakota. too. So if he's trying to get a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold there. Yeah. You get <laughs> some of that. Nothing. There's nothing. It's it's just like Russia. <laughs> I can't believe how many similarities there are between uh, the Midwest and Russia. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. Stupid. Uh yeah. Uh, I could see that happening, though. Like, government, at least watch Ohio now, because we know it could be a possibility. Yeah, pretty soon there's going to be hot Russian singles in your area. <laughs> Bro, there's always Act, actual, hot Russian singles in my actual. area. Actual. <laughs> that are hot single moms. I don't know what this is. <laughs> so I had to tell you, though, that I got back on all of them dating apps again. Oh, Yeah. And how's that been going? I realized that I had a pretty serious red flag in my basic approach. Like you were putting off a red flag or you were seeing red flags? I was putting off a red flag. Oh, no. Let me tell you. I only realized this after like I would start a conversation and then all of a sudden it would go south. It would be ghosted conversation. Mm. So on all of my profiles, 3 a.m. is a part of it. And at some point, like how, how so? Like you just put like it I have a podcast with my friends. We tell scary stories, yada yada yada. <laughs> at some point, bro, are you trying to keep the women away? In this conversation, I noticed that I was asking this question, and tell me if you think this sounds familiar. Do you like scary stories? <laughs> What's your favorite scary story? This is your pickup line. No, it's not the pickup line. It just would some point at some point get there in the conversation. Yeah. And I realized it sounded very scream. <laughs> Do you want to play a game? Oh, that's a <laughs> that's jigsaw, but still. <laughs> but still. Same. Same, same. And as I started to realize that people like 
girls stopped responding to that, I was like, I better rethink my approach. <laughs> Had to start asking stuff like, are you into scary stories or like, uh, <laughs> do you listen to podcasts? Stuff like that. <laughs> and let me tell you, it works a lot better. <laughs> but I realized that the biggest red flag was just being like waved on my part there. They're just getting the biggest like serial killer vibes probably yeah. from that. And I'm like a horror story waiting to happen. Exactly. Huh. So yeah. that's been my life. Yeah. Just realization yeah up until this point we've been telling everybody to uh tell their friends about uh, us but maybe they should shouldn't <laughs> maybe i mean like here just maybe make it sound a little less serial killery for the sake of saving their own selves yes huh. i mean and if you're trying to start a relationship from scratch probably not a good go-to just what I've learned from experience. So this has been relationship experience with Sean today. Thank you, Sean. Oh, you're welcome. Well, let's see how it goes, what the trajectory is like uh, with your newfound knowledge. I mean, it's going better. Not as bad as it was before where I'd be like, yo, why is it that people, just, why are these girls just stop responding to me all the time? And I realized it was right after that line. Every time. Without fail. <laughs> hey, but here's the other thing. Like, props. They know when it's a horror movie and they know when to GTFO. I mean, it's not a horror movie in this case. But True. if it was, they were they would be safe. Uh, girls are, uh, are masterminds at, at that now. Oh, yeah. With the amount of time they've put in to listening to true crime podcasts and true crime documentaries they have all the tools they need to succeed oh yeah um speaking about dating apps have you seen what is it on netflix is it the tinder swindler i feel like i have seen that like pop up you never watched it i though? haven't watched it is that the one with that girl from ozark no 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 it's a real life thing. i remember that i do i do remember seeing the tinder swindler too it's but about, i haven't watched it it's about this dude who Claims he's part of like Middle Eastern royalty, comes from like rich oil family, and uh, swindles all these people that he matches with on Tinder into giving him thousands and thousands of dollars. Okay, I have questions. Go. If he's from a wealthy oil family, why does he need money? He he would uh he would. He would spread this story, like, after getting to know them and getting further into uh, what seems like a relationship. Uh-huh. Uh, he would spin this story where his family cut him off. Oh. And the money was used for some type of ransom. Oh, shoot. Some, uh, something to, like, save his uh, place in the family or to get back to his family. Something like that. I don't. I don't understand the full details. What are, how are they sending this? Is it like but Venmo? A few, like... a few girls bought into it and sent him thousands of dollars, and he yeah. ran away with it. Also, who is just sending money? Like I have trust issues, and I don't trust someone with my Wi-Fi password until I know them for a solid six and a half months. Yeah. 
Who is sending thousands of dollars? Uh, A genius mastermind. And let me also take notes from the Tinder swindler because, you know, every once in a while I need some money too. (laughs) Um, What dating apps are you on? Um, All of them. The Holy Trinity. What is is all of them? Bumble, Tinder. uh, Hinge. Hinge. Hinge is actually the one that I prefer. Bro, what about Mutual? I'm also on that too. Okay, if uh, you're not Mormon, this is very unfamiliar to you. Sean, <laughs> tell us what Mutual is. It's uh, a dating app very similar to, I mean, the most similar would be Tinder. But it's exclusively for? It's exclusively for. I wouldn't say exclusively. Like, you don't have to prove. No, yeah, but you don't have to prove. It's meant for. Well, and they like ask you a question when you're signing up. Are you willing to keep the standards of the LDS church? The Mormon church. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's Not Tinder for Mormons. But Tinder for Mormons. Yep. So same amount of dick pics are getting sent. Honestly, okay. So our, our homie <laughs> Janelle, who we've shouted out before, we're in Hawaii and we get a uh we get a text message. She gets a text message from her roommate. And we open up the video, and we're go- we're we're in the van, and she plays it, and we're watching a screen recording of a roommate who comes up with this guy. His name's like Jeff or something. He's like, "Am I interested in Jeff? No, but I'm gonna look through his profile, see what he has to offer." Of course, yeah. Takes a swipe, full on dick out. Shocking. Shocking to anybody on any platform. Jarring. But uh, even more so on like a religious dating app. Almost. <laughs> like Christian Mingle, but like. <laughs> more like Christian Dingle, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, that's, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how many uh, girls run into that on a, on Mutual, but. I don't know. I, I honestly don't, but I feel like. I don't know how many girls run into that on Tinder. Hinge. I only know the one situation from Janelle. Hmm. Uh, obviously, those things happen more in the DMs than this was like on his public profile as you're swiping. Yeah. So it was very just aggressive. <laughs> and it was multiple pictures from different angles. I mean, to each their own. He was obviously very confident in himself. I wonder if that's working because if it is. My man had a had like the... The camo hunting beanie on with like the Oakley gas can shades in his bedroom uh, with his dick out. So that's uh, a vibe. That's, right the there. Mor- that's the Mormon uh, dating scape in Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a bleak and lonely place, as Rihanna would say. Um, what are the main differences you've run into with uh, – being on all these social media apps, you've used them for a long time, uh, but mostly with mutual in comparison to all the others. Well, I would say that there are more real people on mutual. Real people? Because like on Tinder, you get fake profiles oh, everywhere. I see. Like I'll swipe and it'll be a match. And first of all, that's the red flag. I'll be like, now I have to make sure this is a real person because they matched with me. And then I'll go through and, you know, they don't have any bio. 
or they have four pictures that are kind of like a little pixely and it's only mm. them. And you're like, damn it, this is not a real profile. Yeah. Yeah. And then they hit me up and I'm like, oh, so it's another red flag. Definitely not a real profile. What about, okay, once you get through all of those fake profiles and you match with somebody on Tinder and Bumble and Hinge, what's the difference between the girls? What's, is there, or, or boys? <laughs> girls. You can come out on this platform. I'm uh, coming out as only girls still. Uh, what's, uh, <laughs> is there something to be said about uh, maybe like the culture? Um, Expectations. The world of dating. I don't feel like I'm being interviewed as much on like a Tinder or a Bumble. Whereas I feel Mutual, like. Mutual, they're interviewing you? I feel like it's more of a job interview. It's like, what are you uh, going to school for? Or uh, what's your job? Mm. How much do you make annually? Like, so it's, bruh. it's harder. Uh, so on Tinder, what's it like for you? Oh, it's just casual conversation you just jump into a topic yeah hmm. usually it'll be something like having common with them off of their profile or something like that yeah that's an easy start also let me just preface this as well that i have had no success so if i'm doing this wrong then <laughs> let me know <laughs> bro we get uh maybe uh, maybe maybe once a month or so we don't have a we don't have a uh, a huge following at all uh -huh. nowhere near a huge following at least on instagram <laughs> but about once a month monthly shouties be sliding in the dm for sean i don't know if i'm seeing all of these oh, me and charles monthly. me and charles see them <laughs> and we immediately uh hit up the group chat be like sean check out at whoever they want to meet up this has maybe happened like once or twice mm, that's not true max three times they're looking they're looking for you they heard me say do you like scary stories <laughs> and they fled they ran away they became patrons <laughs> so yeah it, it is the lonely place described in uh in the rihanna song hmm. fell in love in a, and a hopeless, hopeless. hopeless place. yeah it's a hopeless what's in place. your bio uh shit let me check where my phone at what do you What's in your bio, and what do you think is the hooker on your okay on your pro your dating profile? So like, is it the pictures? Do you do you uh, are you are you a little thoughty with your pictures? I'm very me with my pictures in that all of them are taken outdoors, and if you were to guess if I had a suit or not, you would guess no, because everything is on top of a mountain. Or climbing a wall. Okay. Or oh, there's another mountain. Or 3 a.m. or the legend of Bigfoot. <laughs> I can't believe you, dude. <laughs> I can't believe that. Uh, so obviously the 3 a.m. is a huge, you know, like hooker. Um, what about your bio? My bio. So this one on, on like Hinge, they ask you to fill out different prompts. Yep. So one is like. This is my year for, and I put bag and peaks because I'm going to summit 10 peaks this year. Hmm. One prompt is I take pride in. I run a podcast with some friends called 3 a.m. Scary <laughs> Stories. I'm just hoeing over here for 3 a.m. And then an overshare. I told them I am an INFJ, Enneagram 9, hmm. and a Slytherin. Hmm. 
So that's my overshare. Hmm. But like, who knows? Those could all be red flags for people too. Hmm. Oh, he's a Slytherin. Well, I can't swipe red. <laughs> <Stupid. So dumb. laughs> You'd be surprised though. How many people are like, no for Slytherin? People have actually addressed that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people be like, well, you're a Slytherin, but I guess I can still talk to you. Stupid. I hate people. <laughs> I hate people. And I'll be like, oh, I'm actually one of the good ones. Hmm. But like one of the good ones. So like I said, though, still has yet to be successful. So uh, if there's any, you know, relationship coaches out there that want to see my profile, it's on there. You'll find it. You'll see it. We should fund a couple sessions of you seeing a relationship coach and document that. That would be Let's see how that a works. Bad idea. <laughs> I don't really want to know how <laughs> up I am. They'll be like, "So, how do you feel about that one thing that happened like twelve years ago?" And I'll break out in tears or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> This is why I have trust issues. I'm not going to go into details, but this is why. <laughs> All right. Relationship advice with Sean. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Bad relationship advice. Um, You have anything else? Mm, dude, I haven't seen much else like on the news besides Russia, Ukraine, except have you seen anything about Hank the Tank? No. He's this black bear around Tahoe. <laughs> That is 500 pounds, an absolute unit. <laughs> and and apparently he's been breaking into people's stuff. And like, because of like all of the people's food and stuff that he's able to get to, he has become quite massive. What an asshole. But then the last thing I saw about it was that he'd been framed. But that was only the title. Framed how? Who's framing him? That was only the title. I didn't read the article. (laughs) I just know that Hank the Tank was framed. That didn't hook you to get into the article? I was looking for stories. And at the time, I was like, I need to find a story before I look at this uh, useless information. I should have looked at the useless information, too. (laughs) I saw a TikTok uh, earlier this week about this kid was like, I was told that I was the only one who could prevent forest fires. And I haven't done shit about it. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is he doing? He could be preventing forest fires this whole time. Uh, Honestly, what came up for a debate following that was Smokey the Bear versus Scruff McGruff. Smokey the Bear. Why? He's more prominent. Scruff McGruff was like... Prominence is the number one thing you go for then? I was. I thought we were asking just like who was better, and to me, prominence indicates that they're better, right? Mm. Who would you smash more? Who would I smash? Who would you swipe right on? Also, Smokey the Bear. He's in every national park, dude, and I'm finna be in national parks. Scruff. Crime Dog McGruff is just in the ghettos trying to <laughs> trying to better the society. <laughs> my better society. Well, I mean, we're trying to save forest fires too. You want a better city or you want a better a better nature? I personally would go to nature over a city. Hmm. Maybe that's another one of my problems. <laughs> okay. Why? Are you going McGruff? I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with valid arguments for both. Okay. Okay. But who would you pick? Probably Smokey. <laughs> 
Hey, I'm, we need, I'm literally we need wearing his hat right now. I was going to say. I'm wearing a smoky said, hat right now. Well, I mean, we still had to have the argument for the other, though. So I, that's good. That was mm. good. <laughs> Dope. Should we move on? Story time? Yeah. It's a short episode tonight, guys. Uh, but we're excited nonetheless. We're rolling a 20-sided die. See who goes first. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever had a relationship that you're proud of? Proud of because you put in the work and the other person put in the work as well. Uh, didn't have to be perfect, but uh, effort was made, honest effort. I think it's definitely more rare to have those types of relationships. Uh, the good thing is with, with therapy, at least in my experience, uh, that's something I've been able to find. Uh, somebody who invests in me, uh, especially when I invest in myself. And we'd love, love, love for you to experience something similar. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Uh, it's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible, suited to your schedule. Uh, become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Uh, go ahead and visit BetterHelp.com slash 3 a.m. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got 19. DJ got oh, 15. Shit. Bro, this is the highest roll I've had in like six months. All right, guys. I have a story that was submitted to us last week by a listener whose name, they didn't ask to remain anonymous, so sorry. So this guy's name is Jordan. What's up, Jordan? He's from Texas. Sucks. (laughs) And this happened to him when he was in ninth grade. I don't know if that was recent. That's just what he said. So in ninth grade, Jordan gets invited to his friend's house for a jam sesh. They're all going to bring over their instruments, going to jam a little. His friend lives with his older brother, who's 27. So he's headed over to their place. One of his other buddies comes and picks him up so that he can also like bring his amp and his guitar with him. So they head over to the friend's house. They're just going over to chill, crack some drinks, play some music. He gets over, they set everything up in the garage and they just start jamming away. Mm. Eventually, a lot more people show up. More and more people show up and less and less of those are people that Jordan knows. Turns out, a lot of them are friends of his friend's older brother, so the 27-year-old. So a lot of people are just coming over and chilling at this point and a lot of them brought drugs. So this is now a different kind of party than he signed up for. He's just jamming away in the garage with his friends. One guy comes over and he's like, yo, come and take a hit of this shit. And Jordan's like, Jordan's like, no, right? No. Because he's he's listened to McGruff. He has listened to McGruff. 
He does say no. Mm. And a minute later, the same guy comes back with his friend's older brother. And he's like, are you going to come over and take a hit with us? Pushing again. Jordan once again says, nah, man, that's not for me. Square ass. And then once he declined again, the guy yelled back at him. He says, well, you can walk them, bro. I don't f*** with bitches. What? <laughs> Aggressive. So aggro. <laughs> At this point, Jordan's like, oh, okay, what the hell? Uh, I was obviously here first. We were the ones doing our thing now. Uh, I guess, yeah, I'll just leave. I'll just leave. Jordan's friend comes over and he's like, yeah, sorry, man. Like, They're all high AF. And they might actually do something. So I would... I honestly would get out of here. And so he starts packing up his stuff. He's going to walk the way home now because his friend's not coming with him. But his friend was like, no, just leave your amp and guitar. You can throw it in the shed. I'll bring it to you tomorrow morning or something. He does that. And then he takes off. It's about a seven mile walk from his friend's house back to his place. It does go through some like wooded area, back roads. And at one point he's going to cross a bridge that kind of comes out of the forest out onto like a main road with now like lamps and everything out on the other side. And Jordan is walking in the middle of the road because at night he doesn't want to walk on the edge of the road, which I have to say does sound probably like a smart idea. You don't know what's on the edge of the road. So he's walking down the middle of the road. He gets across the bridge and all of a sudden he hears something coming from in the like the branches and the trees next to him it sounded like it was kind of like a medium-sized animal maybe like a large raccoon or something in the trees so he started looking closer to just see if he could tell what it was and eventually as his eyes kind of adjust from being in the lit area to being able to see into the trees he sees something that looks almost like like a medium-sized chimp, like a monkey, like swinging around in the trees. He's like, what the hell is this? He starts backing away. Like, where is this? Texas. Oh, Texas. That's right. So he doesn't know what it is. He starts backing away. As he starts backing away, the tree branch starts shaking violently. And then whatever it is starts like climbing down from the tree. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. And he backs all the way to like one of the lampposts where he's like fully in the lit area. He heard he hears the uh, thing come all the way down the tree and almost fall into some dry leaves at the base of the tree. Might have been drunk. And then he can hear it walking up along the side of the road coming closer to him until it gets within range of where it's being lit up by the lamp and the moonlight. At this point, he's terrified by what he sees. It looked like the body of a chimp still, but with the head of a dog. And it had like green eyes, matted white fur along a grayish scabby body. And no lips as well, so its teeth were bared towards him. He's frozen in fear. Bro, this is Scruff McGruff if he didn't graduate from the D.A.R.E. program. (laughs) He didn't say no. He's come to get him. (laughs) Yeah. So he's frozen with fear for a split second. And then a moment later, he has this flight 
like reaction. He turns around and starts sprinting up the road. Yeah, you're not fighting a monkey dog hybrid. No, no, absolutely not. Or probably outrunning it either, but. As he's sprinting down the road, he keeps kind of looking back behind him to see if there's anything behind him chasing him. It doesn't appear to be following. Eventually, he does get to one of those 24-7 gas stations, though, and, like, runs inside. And there's actually several several police officers in the gas station eating food. It's probably, like, one of them nice ones, like Maverick or something. And he's just, like, he, he runs in. He sits down. He's kind of panting. And one of the officers comes over to him. He's like, are you, are you okay, son? Son? <laughs> you good? You look a little pale. And Jordan's like, no, I uh, was, I bet my friend that I could beat him here. And I guess I, I'm first. Just something like that. And the police officer's like, well, it's too late to be out. This is now, at this time, it's like one in the morning, two in the morning. He's like, it's too late to be out now. So I'm going to need you to head home. And Jordan's like, okay. Uh, uh, he gets up and he starts heading. And the officer's like, do you need a ride? And he tells him, no, he's just right down the street. What a dumbass. So he gets out of the 24-7 gas station, runs back down the street to his house, did not see the monkey-dog hybrid again, did live to tell the tale. He does not walk that path anymore at night. And who knows what he saw. But it did sound vaguely similar to an urban legend that has been told. Let me just preface this as well, that this urban legend is actually fictional. However, I also believe that urban legends have some base in truth. Hmm. Right Before I uh, push the brim of my glasses further up my nose and say, I don't, I don't think this is true. Uh, <laughs> dude, why didn't he uh, go with the cop to go investigate? I don't know. He doesn't say in what he submitted for his story. That would have been big smart. So I do have a couple of pictures, which you'll see up here on the YouTube video. This is one option for what it could have been and possibly the most likely scenario, in my opinion. Before you show this to me, this is the the body of a, of a chimpanzee, the head of a dog, no lips. How, did, how else did he describe it? Matted white fur on a gray body, green eyes. What? Intarnation. This is the most likely culprit. A regular chimpanzee. That's a regular ass chimpanzee, dude. A buff ass one. <laughs> said, dude, this at, is at like that. this is goals for anybody. <laughs> but like skinhead and in all the like the heat of the moment, I believe it's entirely possible this is what was seen. Hmm. However, the urban legend is this. Ooh. Oh shit. Which we'll also post a picture of. Okay. This was allegedly caught on a forest cam. And what it is called, like I said, before everyone discounts what I'm gonna say, it is entirely possible this is has truth and it's based in truth, but it's called the rake. No doubt you have heard what the rake is and that it is a fictional character. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I, I'm uh, now pushing my glasses up to my face. 
and saying, I don't believe in the rake. I personally do not either. However, I do think that a story can influence an experience or vice versa in that somebody may have seen some sort of freakish chimp out in the middle of the woods and it becomes a good story. Oh, for sure. I think it's a a half truth. Yeah, that's what I think. Either way, it would be terrifying to see this freaking thing out in the middle of the woods just coming up to you at the light. I'd probably run too. Dude, that uh that pale, of yeah, that pale muscular uh just buff <laughs> monkey. That's like the original Aryan. <laughs> He's about to wreck your shit. Dude, if that thing came after you too, you're also f- yeah. Like whether it is urban legend or not, you're screwed, Jordan. So running was the best option. Check that. Running until you could get a ride from the police officer was the best option. And that's the story for tonight, though. I'll let you think what you will, believe what you want, and it's up to you how to explain away what you can't believe. So that's me for tonight. Dude, thank you, Jordan, for sending that in. Shout out. I was hoping that you would... uh, I've been finding in the last, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes, my favorite is grabbing like a real story and then linking it to something that's more, I guess, substantial or like where you could, like there's already like either research done on it or uh, something we can find Mm -hmm. uh, to read up on. Yeah. And I think that. It's it, it just sounded too fam- familiar to like that specific thing that I couldn't really go into more details on it because I already know it's not real. Damn, a monkey in Texas. I mean, I could see that though. You got Joe Exotic out there, all <laughs> kinds of freaking weirdos out there. I mean, sorry, no, they're not all weirdos, but like, there are a lot of them. So I could see that 100% being a situation. Damn good. Maybe it was Kevin. Oh, frick. That thing would have had too many muscles to be Kevin. <laughs> Is it me? That's you. All right, dude. Uh, I'm actually very excited for this one. It's uh, from uh, a listener named Andre. What up? Uh, and Andre's from Romania. We have listeners in Romania? I guess so. What the? Probably the only one. Uh, Andre has a couple stories from his grandma. And his grandma would tell him this story every once in a while. And it happened when she was like a young adult. Okay. Living in Romania, born and raised, has always been there. Uh, and stayed there until she passed. But in her village, there was a woman. And this woman was known because of the business she ran. This business, she ran it from her, uh, her own home, a real, a real, uh, a real girl boss, a real boss, babe, a real hun. Uh, now, uh, this, this woman, this is how he, he said it. And I quote, people paid her to solve their problems. What? Questions were never asked. Complaints never made. 
So uh, this woman lived alone. Apparently, she had three daughters, all three of which ran away from her. Okay. Moved to the big city, Bucharest, mm. and uh, never came back. Sus. So uh, this woman had just a, a, a weird background and uh, was kind of a rogue character in the village. Nobody actually knew her outside of her conducting business. Uh-huh. And with uh, uh, with her clients in the village. And uh, when people would go to her house to, ha- uh, to pay her to solve their problems, they always made comments about how there were strange, strange noises coming from the attic. What kind of strange noises are we talking about? Voices, whispers, footsteps, banging, uh... And this happened enough where finally somebody uh, nutted up and asked her about it. Mm -hmm. This woman proclaimed that what was in the attic was her very own slave demon. What? So after that kind of became the rumor around the town, this woman started to... Reveal a little bit more here and there about herself. This woman was a self-proclaimed witch. Oh, frick. And the problems that she would solve would be kind of the last resort for people. They've exhausted all of their options and they would go to her. She's the final... uh, Final boss. The final boss. (laughs) And... Uh, they always noticed the attic and another really strange thing that, that happened was this woman was old and over time her house would be her house, uh, and the exterior of the yard would get really unkept. Uh, but there were times where people would wake up in the morning and they'd see overnight all of the yard work had been done. And some of the yard work was too too much for an old woman to handle by herself, let alone throughout the middle of the night when it was silent. Right. So weird, almost like chores being done and like uh, like heavy physical activity, farm work being being done for her by something or someone. Yeah. She couldn't do it on her own. So... There are three stories for, I have from her. One is how she became a witch. And the other two stories, uh, the, the other two I have is firsthand experiences from doing business with her. Oh, frick. Having her help with these specific people's problems. So before that, I, I wanted to dive a little bit further into Romanian witchcraft. It's a very prominent thing. I feel like anytime we have a story of, story from like Romania, it's like 10 times scarier. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, we've talked about it before. I've talked about Hoya Bachu for ha- last Halloween. Uh, we've talked about Vlad the Impaler and Elizabeth Bathory. Um, just referenced it. It's the birthplace of Dracula and 
the origins of Dracula and uh, Transylvania. Uh, it just has a lot of weird, weird stuff going on. So I wanted to look into it further and see its relevance today more than uh, in places that I haven't looked before. So there's a woman named Maria Campina. She, I believe, is still alive today. And Maria Campina is known in Romania as the Witch Queen. The, the Witch Queen of Romania. Damn, that's quite a title. Let me tell you how she got there. So in 1989, Nicolae Ceausescu and his wife Elena uh, were the communist leaders of Romania. He was the prime minister or president. Um, but in 1989, uh, he was overthrown, tried, and executed for his crimes. Damn. He and his wife both were executed. They're executed by, I think, their own personal guards, uh, which were three of them. And the guards also brought on, uh, kind of opened the gates to the public for this execution. Oh, so everyone could just come and watch. Not only that, but participate in the execution. And they were sentenced to die by firing squad. Oh, frick, dude. So... They open fire, they're executed, and their bodies at the end of the execution uh, had about 120 bullets each in each body. So they went they're gonna survive. <laughs> they went in. They went in. Um, up until that point, Maria Campina, the witch queen, mm. served as Nikolai's personal fortune teller. Oh. The witch queen herself, Maria, uh, actually predicted their demise. Oh. Their execution. The? Only told it to his wife, Elena. Elena was furious about it. Right. Didn't believe so. her. Uh, but that didn't stop uh, their fate <laughs> when they were executed in 89. Two decades later, um, just over. In 2011, the Romanian Ministry of Labor officially rec recognizes witchcraft as an official pro uh, profession. What? Not only witchcraft, but uh, healers uh, and fortune tellers as well. All in the same bucket of like witchcraftery? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you go online and apply for an LLC and you pick your category, <laughs> you'll find witchcraft Damn. and and fortune telling and healing uh, maria campina like i said i think she's still around today she definitely was in like the 2010s okay she's older but she's uh known as like a white mage just like black magic there's white magic uh -huh. and she used her powers to to heal she used it for good so she is somewhat revered. Actually, she, she is revered, at least in the, the witchcraft community in the Romania. The witchcraft community of like white magic or? Uh, I think in all of it because okay. even though black magic witches and white magic witches probably don't um, like, work with each other. Probably not. Uh, oh, they'd like their still prominence be like, is still. Uh, they would respect, mutual respect sure. probably. I'd assume so. 
but yeah, uh, she lives off of her riches from that time, uh, being their main advisor and fortune tale, uh, fortune teller. She has a super gaudy, uh, home and, uh, you can look online. I try to uh, finding English interviews. They're all in Romanian. There's no English <laughs> cap- captioning. So I had to, uh, uh, stupid. a lot of my research came from, uh, just, uh, articles published by, uh, Romanian, uh, newspapers. So that's, uh, that's just a, a little background on Romania and how, uh, prevalent uh, witchcraft is. Mm-hmm. So after that, I, I went back into the accounts with Andre's grandma in the village and the self-proclaimed witch with the the slave demon in her attic uh-huh. uh, who helps her do her gardening, you know? <laughs> so um, those stories I will be sharing with our patrons. <laughs> we're here in Romania, in the, in the Romanian countryside, and we're learning about Andre's grandma. That was my stories about uh, Romania and uh, the witchcraft there. So those are wild stories, though. Y'all missed. Y'all missed. If you're not patrons, go to patreon.com slash the 3 a.m. pod, and you're going to hear some wild stories. I told, I told you, like, anything about Romania, Transylvania, 10 times scarier. Russia, 10 times scarier. <laughs> uh, not only that, but our entire back catalog of uh, bonus stories. So go and check it out. Thank you for uh, your, your, your support. I think that does it. That's it. Short up tonight. Thanks for sticking with us. We love all of you. Hit us up. Chat. DM. Swipe right. Let's go. (laughs) Um, Until next time, uh, trust your gut and watch your back. Be careful out there. See ya. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3 a.m. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the3am pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. 
You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.